I'm, I'm really enjoying how it's going in church these days when we actually ask ourselves who's featuring in Bridge North Baptist Church. I'm just looking over recent times, Stormzy, the Muppets, and now the Beastie Boys. I, I think we're taking a step in the right direction here. Um, this is fun for me. Are we, are we up, Mark? Thanks, mate. Um, I need Mark's help because it's PowerPoint. I have no idea what I'm doing with, with technology. So we're talking about a mission lifestyle, aren't we? And, um, missional habits. And we saw Michael Frost there uh, talking about the first one that we talked about last week, which was about blessing people. And one of the things that we all concluded last week was that blessing people was a fairly straightforward and pretty easy thing to do if we put our mind to it. Now, okay, we accept that some people are easier to bless than others, and also that we might find ourselves slightly more inclined in the blessing direction towards some people than towards others. I know that's just me uh, because I'm bitter and twisted, uh, but <coughs> let's be honest, it's difficult. But there's, there's the living differently, isn't it? That's the living differently, is where it's hard work, it's a good thing. It's worth putting it. Anyway, today we're going to talk about something um, that is very close to my heart, eating. I, I like eating. Do you like eating? I like eating. Eating is a, well... It's an almost daily thing for me. <coughs> um, I, I, I get huge. Do you get pleasure out of eating? Yes. Who, who gets pleasure out of eating? Yeah, I, I do. Can I just tell you, right? This, I once met a guy. This was a long time ago, but I once met a guy. And uh, I, I, at the time, I was doing a job where it was important for me to be able to relate to people. And, and this guy said to me, and he was telling the truth, he said, to us I'm not bothered about food. He said, I eat it because if I don't eat it, I get tired and I can't work. He said, well, you, you, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to me if it was straw that I had to eat. I don't really care. I just eat because I have to eat. And although it was my job to try and relate to people, I, I, I was struggling. I, I have to say, such is my enjoyment of food that I was really finding a blank spot in my brain here that didn't get what you don't care, what like not at all, and he really didn't. It was a functional thing. And it is interesting that, isn't it, that not everybody relates to everything. That's completely irrelevant to what I've got to say today, but I just thought I'd tell you because I, I've never forgotten it. it. It was something I'd never encountered. Now, there are people in the world who have no sense of taste in the same way as there are people who have no sense of smell. And we must, be un, um, we must understand that, you know, some pleasures are restricted. And if they are, then we go, but I've got to be honest with you, I like to eat. And you like to eat. It's a good thing. So our mission... Follow Jesus, serve others, live differently, and eating is something that we can do. And what, one of the things I'd, I want to tell you about is the table can be a surprising place. 
The table can be a surprising place. Do you remember Psalm 23? Who knows Psalm 23? Okay, can I just tell you, a lot of my life, I, I sort of recited Psalm 23 and stuck to the images that you kind of get told about. Do you know the still waters, the green pastures, all that kind of stuff, you know, general peaceable stuff. And I missed an image for a long time, which is where David says, you spread a table in the sight of my enemies. Do you remember that bit? Right, let's just imagine this. So there is an army in front of you. This is large, hairy, sweaty people with weapons. They are generally being unpleasant verbally with intent to follow that up physically. Yeah, it's not pleasant. I have to be honest, somebody, one person gets ratty with me and I start to get a little intimidated. We're talking a whole army. This is what God says. He says, look, tell you what, let's just put the picnic table out right in front of them. And I'll go, this is how bothered I am about you. I'm going to have pork pie. <laughs> this is how bothered I am right now. I know, I know, I've heard it. You're going to stab, I know, I know, yeah, yeah, and arrows, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I head off, I've got it all. Excuse me, eating. That's God telling people how powerful he is by comparison to anything that can come against us. What? Is that an amazing image? That's fat, I love it, it's fantastic. But one of the things it says is that there is a significance about eating. Eating is a different dynamic from all other parts of life. What happens, yeah, one of the things, that, I, I don't know, do you do this? But one of the things we're always told is unhealthy is when you work while you're having your lunch. Do you do that? I do that all the time. It's supposed to, it's, they say you should stop, and it's true, because if you sit down at a table, you stop, things change. Dynamic is different. Is there a reason for that? Well, the Bible seems to suggest there really is, that eating is different. Eating together is different from everything else in life. And Jesus used it just no end, didn't he? There was a wedding at Cana, a celebratory wedding, and he changed the ceremonial washing water into wine. So he went from law to redemption. He used a celebration meal to make a point, which was fantastic. Jesus, Jesus gets criticized for eating, but it's when he's eating at table that he points out that he came for the sick and not the healthy. When Jesus was eating, when he was at Zacchaeus' table, what did he say? He said, this day, salvation has come to this house, eating. When he was at Simon the Pharisee's house, the woman came and spread the ointment and generally upset Judas by wasting a lot of money, according to him. You know, statements, special things happened at table. When people sit down to dinner, you get the whole family together. That's when you make the dramatic announcements. Table can be a surprising place. Eating together can be a surprising place. But there's more than that. This is what Jesus says. We can be surprising 
by who we invite to sit at our table. By who we invite to sit at our table. But step one, obviously, to making a table surprising is we have to invite somebody. I keep being reminded, I was around at the time and it was fantastic, but this church, this church has an amazing history of Sunday lunch. Used to be in this church that you couldn't get through the doors without a lunch invite. It was fantastic. I'm saying this not in a good way, uh, not in a bad way. It was fantastic. It was a very, very hospitable thing. And one of the things I really liked about it was this, that people would invite you to lunch and they'd arrived at church with no intention of inviting anybody to lunch. So they hadn't necessarily got all the best food and, you know, silver cutlery and cloth napkins and, you know, it was whatever they had, they would share. And because you were there, they just wanted to share. That's exciting, isn't it? How hard is that to do? How hard is that to do? It only becomes hard when it's in our head. Now, obviously, if you're not at home that day, if you've got other business to do, then that's how it is. But if there's a gap, if there's a space, sharing lunch, who likes sharing lunch? Okay, tell me this. Does it matter to you that the food is really fancy and the table's well decorated? Does it matter to you? What, what do you like about it? Yes, you like being invited. Being invited makes you feel special. Yes, I mean, okay. If the food's fab, it's a bonus. Don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? Don't, really, genuinely, don't get me wrong here, okay? But the other side of it is that actually it's about making us feel special. And who we invite surprise that You've been invited somewhere and it surprised you that you were invited. Did you feel that little bit more special because it wasn't expected? Who's felt like that? That's fab, isn't it? It's a surprising place, but it's amazing. And here's the thing. Table fosters community because there's an opportunity for radical association. I found these pictures of radical associations, which I, which I quite liked. Now, a cat and an owl is a good one. But quite frankly, where anybody got a cow and a lobster, I have absolutely no idea. But if I'm honest with you, I'm in favor of it. Okay, it's, it's a good thing. I think any of you who are farming now, and you know, what, what, what do you farm? Well, I farm beef and shellfish. <laughs> I, I think, you know, that's, that's going to be surprising, isn't it? That's going to be surprising, but fantastic. Anyway, the whole point being that we can associate. One of the characteristics of the New Testament church was that it was really questionable in the way it went about its business. The Bible tells us in Acts that they met together in each other's homes and ate joyfully. And that sounds nice. And to be honest, if we just imprint modern British church on that, it does sound 
quite nice. But if we do, on the whole, we are imprinting very similar people all meeting together. But what was radical about the New Testament church was quite the opposite. That in fact, these were an incredibly diverse group of people. So slaves were now sitting down at table with masters, which was unheard of. Jews and Greeks started eating together, eventually. Little bit of an association hurdle there, even for the early church, but they got over it. And people were eating together who just weren't. You had Romans, you had what, what the Romans called Nubians, who were people from central North Africa. So there was racial mixtures. You had men and women, rich and poor, craftspeople, the landed gentry, all together. And one of the things that shocked people outside was who was associating with who? Who was associating with who? That they were radical in their association. And that's one of the things that we could do. That's one of the things that we could do. It's one of the things that we could build up to, even if we're uncomfortable initially. And it's fantastic. But eating with someone associates with them. It's very hard not to associate someone that's sitting at the same table eating. But I think it was the other way. And I, I don't know, it's this. When I, in Scotland, this is definitely the case, but uh, so when I, when I came down to England, I used to struggle with people eating separately because in Scotland, refusing to eat with someone is a bit of an insult. So you're a bit sensitive about it. And it certainly happens in other cultures the same, that people won't eat separately. If one person's food is ready, and another person's isn't, then you all wait and eat together. Because eating together is good. Refusing to eat together, and I'm accepting that maybe us jocks were a bit sensitive about that, um, where that's not the intent. But eating together is associating together. Refusing to eat together is refusing to associate. That's a very important thing, and that's excellent. So let's just start at church. We need to be eating together more. As people in our church, we need to be getting more used to just doing that. And I don't know uh, how you feel about that. That's, that's a challenging thing. Whether, whether you feel the pressure to, to you know, come up with the cash, to have fancy food, to whatever, I don't know, that's tricky. We need to get over this and get used to the point that we share together, that we're able to eat together. I'm not saying this to put people under pressure. The reason I'm saying this is that eating together means that we associate together. The more we associate together, the more unified we are. But also more than that, the more used we get to sharing that association. So we are, if you like, in training. We're in hospitality training. Now, I know um, lots of cookery shows, uh, supermarkets uh, can put us under pressure to feel that we have to be very, very special before we invite anybody to be in our house or to share our food. But that's really not the case. 
also, sharing table doesn't actually have to be Sunday lunch or whatever. You sit in Costa, you share a table. But you are associated. When you go in, do you ever go into Costa and Starbucks and that? If it's local, one of the things I do when I end up in Costa is I look round to see who I know. I look at who's with who at the tables because you can tell who's associating with who because they sit at the table together. This is biblical but fantastic. So eating together is really important. But it also gives us a chance to think about who we can associate with. There's a church-wide thing for us as well. Could we as a church do more eating together? We've got a nice big space, we've got tables, we've got cutlery, we've got, we got kitchens, and on the whole, we're pretty good at this. We, I think as a church, we do, you know, catering and eating together rather well, but I'm sure we could do more. In fact, I think we need to plan to do more. It's a helpful thing. It's a great thing. We meet, I meet with the other church leaders uh, every month, uh, and when we do, we have lunch, and we sit together at table, and it is a pleasure to be associated with the other church leaders in the town, and it does break the ice and make things work. But also, we're not called as churches to be holy huddles. We are called to think about who else we associate with. So apart from us as individuals or us as uh, groups of individuals, us as church, I think there's a challenge there for us too. We need to think about who we mix with and who we invite. Churches can become holy huddles, but groups of people in church can become a little bit of a huddle as well. And again, the more open we are, the more effective we are. We're sort of talking about this really the point of all of this is not to make anybody feel bad or guilty. The point of all of this is just to show how many opportunities are out there about how easy it is to just share, to just share. I don't know, we, we, we can have real success with a bowl of soup. We can, we can I, I was saying to John Smith before he went off skiing, I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about um, reaching Bridge North one bolognese at a time. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it doesn't have to be even as complicated as that. Do you know what I mean? Ham sandwich and a cup of tea is just as good. And you've already said it. You, being invited is the key, not what it is that you get invited to. That's what makes us feel special. That someone will sit at table with us and eat is fantastic. Think about what Jesus said. Jesus said this, I stand at the door and knock. Can you finish the verse? And if anyone opens the door, I will come in and eat with them. Now here's an interesting thing with that particular statement in Revelation, is Jesus says this to a church which has lost its direction. He says to it, you're neither hot nor cold. 
You can't seem to make up your mind whether you want people or whether you don't want people. You can't make up your mind whether you want to follow me or whether you don't. You need to sort this out with me. And what is his offer? His offer is, if we're going to sort this out, let's sit down and eat together. And you can understand that, can't you? Because there are lots of other ways that you can sort things out which are quite difficult. I don't know. I, you, ever, you, you ever been in work where you've been called to the office? You've been called to the office. Okay, sorting things out in the office is a little scary, isn't it? Especially it, if it's a long walk down. Especially if it's a long walk down. I, I, if you go, I used to, when I used to work in Guyana, the, the, the more important you were, the bigger the desk you had. The higher the chair you had, the lower the chairs on the other side. So I used to meet people, and, and I, on the whole, people in Guyana are not particularly tall, uh, and so they're not average height like me. Uh, but by the time you got into an office and sat down to ask somebody to sign a document, you'd be at least this below their head height, and you were trying to sort things out. And we, you know, and those are the games. When you're sitting at the dinner table, you're all sitting around evenly. That's a much better way to sort things out. And this is what God says. Jesus says, let's, if there's differences, let's meet round the table and sort it out. We're not going to power play, we're not going to do anything, but we are going to do spiritual business. So when we come and we have communion, which is next week, and we gather round the table that God invites us to, it's to do spiritual business. Jesus said, whenever you do this, remember me. In other words, be associated with me. When we meet round the table, we are associating with Jesus. But we're also eating together. So we're associating one with another. And we open ourselves up to hear the Holy Spirit. Eating together that special communion meal is a really spiritual thing. And when people don't do it properly, if you remember in Corinthians, Paul talks, and it's very critical to a group of people who don't respect that. And think about how you feel often when people sit together at a table and one person behaves badly. Awkward. Awkward. When, when, you were, when you were young, were you that person? I was a, I was a nightmare teenager. I, I, no, I really was. And, and one of the things for me was Sunday dinner. I don't know, I didn't plan it, but Sunday dinner tended to be a good opportunity for an outburst if the hormones were raging. Um, and, it, you know, and it was just really awkward. It just sort of spoiled the whole thing. I don't feel good about that, but you know, misbehaving at a table, tricky, isn't it? And that's what Paul says, you know, there's something about equanimity, there's something about association, there's something about being open one to another because we're sharing the same table, and that's really important. And that's what it goes. 
as, as at a conference this week, and I was aware that I was going to talk about eating. And uh, that was quite exciting for me because I saw some people and I was in a, in a seminar which was talking about mission and about reaching people. And there was a group of people who were reaching people who were quite vulnerable in, in our community. There's a, a, a service that reaches refugees in northern France. And towards the end of the seminar, the guy who was leading it, Gerard Kelly, who, loved, who runs Bless.net, said, and have you noticed what's in common with all of this? And every piece of mission involved eating together. Every single piece eating together. Think about Alpha and eating together. These are effective things. But more than this, this is what, uh, this is what um, Jared Kelly said at this seminar last week, and I wrote it down. He said this, inviting someone to your table is the closest representative, representation of the invitation of God to enter relationship with him through Jesus. Inviting someone to your table is the closest representation of the invitation of God to enter relationship with him through Jesus. Saying, I am proud to be associated with you. I have things to share with you. I am glad you're here. That's, that's God's invitation to us through Jesus. That's a, an intensely spiritual thing. You don't have to be a Christian to invite people to your table. But it is a spiritual thing when anyone does it because it associates closely, which is fantastic. And that's what we can do. We can do that. We can reach the whole of Bridge North, one Bolognese at a time. But we can, we can associate closer together. We can have Jesus in the center doing the business. And remember what we said last time. It's question, why are you doing this? What's the answer? Because we follow Jesus. Because we follow Jesus. Did you remember that from last time? Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, don't get bored with it because we're going to say this a lot. But why? Why? Because we follow Jesus. Because we love you. And that's fantastic. So here we go. We can reach out. Absolutely. One bolognese. Can't we? One pie and chips. Now we're talking. You up for pie and chips, James? James is, a, James is a pie man, can I just tell you? But absolutely. Yeah, one vegetable curry. Yes, there is a vegan option um, in, in all of this. Absolutely. One, one cake at a time. Who's, who's for the cake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Get, get through the main course. Wait for the pudding. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But we can do that. And it's exciting that we can do that. But, you know, it isn't. It isn't the food. It's the invitation. It's the sharing. That's the bit that makes the difference. So one ham sandwich. Healthier options are available at a time. We can do this. One another elsewhere. So here's the question. What makes that hard for us? What makes that hard for us? 
do we not know anybody to be hospitable to? Are we nervous? Does Satan tell us about how our homes are not good enough? About how we are not good enough? About how our food isn't fancy enough? Does he tell us that we are supposed to have show homes because everybody else has and we don't? Because that's a lie. You know that's a lie, don't you? You do know that's a lie. You look a bit hesitant. It is a lie. Yeah? We belong to Jesus. God owns everything. This is what he does. He gives us what we need to bless us. This is what we quite often do. We accumulate a lot of stuff so we can fall over it. That's not the same thing. Understand this. You are not putting yourself on display, but inviting people to meet with you in Jesus' name. And that's a different thing altogether. Well, what stops us? Do we have to be perfect? Does the food have to be expensive? Are we ashamed of our homes? Is it difficult to ask someone? We can meet outside, you know, you can meet someone for a coffee, you can meet someone for lunch at work and sit and have a sandwich, be at a table, you can associate one. What does it take? It's fantastic. But here's another question, just one last question to finish with, is this. Do you ever sit down with Jesus? Do you ever sit down at table with Jesus? Do you ever just sit down? Or do you have to go to the office with a list of things required to make your job easier and then come away? Or do you ever sit down with Jesus and just talk? Just tell him what you think, hear what he has to say. Do you ever do that? Let me encourage you to do that. At some point in this week, make yourself a cup of tea or coffee maybe a biscuit, possibly cake if you're that way inclined, or a sandwich, sit down with Jesus and say, I have no agenda, I just want to hear what you have to say, and be quiet. Because sitting at table with Jesus can change your life, absolutely change your life. Eating is a most important thing. Let's find somebody to eat with regularly in Jesus' name. Maybe people that we haven't eaten with before. Maybe surprising people. We can do this. A missional lifestyle is absolutely that. It's just literally one vegetable curry at a time. We can get into that. Can we get into this habit? Can we do this? Is this doable? Is this too hard? We can do this. We can bless people. We can eat with people. It's fantastic. We follow Jesus. We serve others, and we live differently. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you that you give us the provision in our hearts to share with other people. Lord, just let us see what a blessing that is, that how you associated with us, and we are so grateful. Enable us, Lord, just to associate with others, to sit at table, to be surprising, to eat together and to bless. Lord, just enable us to be those people who are able to share, make time, take a breath, sit still, listen to someone else, maybe have a cup of tea and a sandwich. 
Lord, just bless us, inspire us and encourage us to reach out one meal at a time. In Jesus' name, amen.